All right, we're live. Hi there. Welcome to Peppers and Flowers, where sales and marketing doesn't make sense. Please join us for the conversation. James, we've been on hiatus for like two weeks, I think. <laughs> Has it been two weeks? Yeah, roughly. I think, you know, we just decided um, there's other priorities, you know, other things are important. But, uh, you know, everyone has their hiccups, and here we are back at it. So, you yeah. know, you know, we do what we got to do. That's right. Yeah, it did seem a little crazy the past two weeks. Um, so I'm glad it's kind of getting back to normal. We can kind of get back and do this more consistently now. Absolutely. I think, I think uh, a lot of what's going on these days in the world is people are quoting the new normal. You know, and so what does that mean for us? What does that mean for other people? Um, and I think every every day, everyone's discovering what that really means now. Yeah, it's kind of like there's a transition of behavior. And you know what would be funny is that it might, I think it'll linger for a while. You know, I think we'll start seeing more and more people because we i think it's like we broke the ice a little bit so we'll start seeing more and more people not acting the same as they did six months ago you know so it'd be, yeah it'll be interesting to see what happens yeah i i don't know i mean for me just personally I, i'm becoming more grateful for everything that i have um you know whether it's uh you know relationships or you know food or you know time or whatever it is like there's so many things we have in life and I'm just learning to become more and more grateful for, for all things. And, yeah. um, my, my quote, my quote that I came up with is that I said, gratitude is the new world attitude. <laughs> That's you nice. Like that? You gotta get that yeah. trademark. Yeah, I know. I gotta put on a t-shirt. <laughs> what was it? The, the, what was it again? Gr gratitude is the new world attitude. Gratitude is a real new new attitude. That's cool. That would be an awesome shirt, actually. Yeah, yeah. So actually, I'll, I'll give a, I'll give away another one of my ideas that I don't know if, if it's the best idea, but like we 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 make shirts that say "I survived the pandemic" or "I survived COVID nineteen" or something like that, and put on a T shirt for for oh, you know <laughs> after all this is done. But then it's kind of sad, too, because, like, it's like, well, what about those that didn't survive, you know? And you're wearing that shirt, you know? So it could be kind of a, a negative feel, too. Yeah, there's, like, a, there's a, there's a thin line you kind of jump on with that because it's such – you could come up with such funny phrases on things to do with, like, coronas and all that stuff. But, yeah, it could be really sensitive. I yeah. Know. Other yeah. people are having a worse time than others, so – just kind of right thing. but yeah. that's funny let's jump into something interesting today called yeah. in spanish i think it's in spanish el pasión mm. wow right nice i don't know is that how you say it in spanish <laughs> el pasión. my my kids are taking spanish in school because they're in the dli dual language immersion program so so these guys learn like spanish like like nothing you know but uh, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's, I think Spanish is really taken off right now. So, well, we're in Southern California. That's like primarily, that's, that's like slowly becoming the primary language. <laughs> yeah. Do, do you yeah. speak another language? I speak, uh, so I'm Korean. So I speak, I'm from South Korea. I speak Korean. Um, I do speak a little bit of Spanish. I, I took a few years in high school. And then, um, but that's pretty much it. Yeah, just English primary, Korean secondary, and a little bit of Spanish. Dude, I didn't know you spoke Korean. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, uh, I, I, I uh, you know, I was one of those guys that I was, I was pretty much raised in the U.S. Like, I came to the U.S. Uh, from from South Korea when I was eight months old. So I was still, I was, I wasn't even a, a baby. I, I mean, I was a baby. I wasn't even a year old yet. Oh my god! And um, yeah, so I mean, I was, you know, I, I was, I was raised with in, in all the schools here in the U.S. Just pretty much. Even in my house, like my mom and dad, they, they spoke to us in, in English, you know, so it wasn't like I had a chance to really practice Korean. Um, but then as I got, um, 
older, I was like, man, I want to learn some Korean because like I'm Korean, you know? Yeah. Um, so I took, I took a couple classes in college and stuff like that. It was pretty cool. So you're kind of like, you can kind of speak it more fluently now. Yeah. In fact, my, my wife, um, she came to the U S a little bit later in life when she was like 16. So she was already like, uh, going into high school. So she had all of her elementary and junior high school training in, uh, in Korea. So she was totally fluent, you know? Um, so when we got married, um, we try to speak Korean more at home together. It was kind of cool for me cause I learned a lot. Uh, so I've been married to her for this is our 11th year in marriage. And um, I learned a lot of Korean just talking to her and practicing at home. Wow. So, okay, I got to ask, is Korean, this going to be a loaded question, is Korean difficult? Um, it's actually, what's, what's the word that comes to my mind? I was going to say it's very logical. Like, it's a very, if you, if you understand, like, sentence structures and things like that, Korean can be easy to figure out. So it's not a difficult language to learn. Um, and even pronunciations, they're very soft and melodic. Like it, it sounds like, it sounds very um, soft and easy to listen to, you know? Not so like it's like Italian with hard accents. Yeah, there's no like, blah, like no like hard accents. It's just like, like, like I'll say something in Korean, like, like what do you want me to say? And I'll try to say it in a way just that something, Just something simple like a greeting. Okay. Um, so I'll say like, hello, my name is James, right? Uh, oh yeah see it just flows right there's no like hard stops or like you know i'm not no, talking just, to anybody that has that but yeah it's just how korean is yeah that's really nice actually yeah okay my 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 relatives are from italy so oh okay when you go there it's so funny because they are all about accents and if you don't get the accent right they don't understand a word you're saying so like mm -hmm. for here's an example would be like you go like oh could i get a cappuccino and they're like mm -hmm. in italian they say they say cosa which means what they're like cosa mm -hmm. like what mm -hmm. and like cappuccino you know cappuccino cappuccino mm -hmm. and they just don't understand and, th and then all of a sudden it clicks and goes oh cappuccino you know <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Oh, cappuccino. <laughs> like, like you couldn't connect two and two. I don't know. I mean, when I have when people when I talk to, I feel like depending on where you're at in the world, uh, if you talk to someone who has a thick accent who's trying to speak English, I feel like for the most part, whether you can interpret uh, better than other people, I feel like for the most part you can kind of get it. You can kind of go, okay, he said this word incorrectly, but he meant this and okay that was a really broken sentence but he meant i can understand what he's trying to say but when you do mm. when you go to italy it's like that doesn't exist all <laughs> <It's laughs> these really harsh man it's timing too like like the way the how drawn out a word like there could be two words i forgot what word it was there's two words they're the exact same but if you elongate a uh if you elongate the word, it means something different than if you say it sh uh, shorter. Oh, okay. So, like, so if, like, if, if you say cappuccino or cappuccino. Exactly. I don't remember okay. what the word was, but that was, that was yeah. yeah, exactly. It means something right. completely different. Right, so right. If you don't say it perfect pronunciation, they just like, don't understand. Wow. <laughs> but Korean yeah. is smooth. It's so yeah, it's it's funny because like uh you know, I don't know how this plays out, but like in, in Korea, like Korean dramas like have, have been the thing for a while now. And and so have like Korean like um they call it K pop, like Korean pop, like you know, rock and roll oh, pop yeah. or pop pop culture. And so it's like this stuff is taken off around the world and, and just like, you know, it, it's just become a major thing where even like in non-Korean speaking countries, um, people are watching these Korean dramas like, you know, all night long, you know, and um, it's just like people reading subtitles, just learning and watching and uh, something about the creative arts. Uh, I think Koreans have gotten a handle on it um, for some reason, you know, especially mm -hmm. acting, acting and singing. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Let's get back. Let's get back into El Pasión. 
Absolutely, man. This is beautiful. So that means I'm I'm guessing that means like the passion. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get schooled by saying it incorrectly. I think it's I think it's I think that's how you say passion in Spanish. Passion. Okay. Cool. I think cool. so. El passion. Passion. I know. I think passion's a lot like time. Like mm-hmm. passion, time, and money. I think is all in the same sector. Like okay, you probably prioritize one more than the others. Right. Um, yeah, definitely. Passion, time, and, and money was the third one. Passion, time, and money. Like, I feel like okay. that's kind of an idea because uh, yeah. you, you probably, like I said, you probably highlight one more than the others. So you're right. probably more interested in money than passion. You're probably more interested in passion than money. Or mm-hmm. I feel like on some, some occasions you could do something that you're passionate about and get the money out of it mm-hmm. and have all the time in the world. But really the most important thing to you is mm-hmm. money. Let's do that. Let's, how about we flesh that out a little bit? Like talk about how do you um, run a business or live life in a way that, you know, you're passionate, but you, you don't give up any of the other benefits rather. I mean, you know, some people can be really passionate about something, but then they're just like that starving artist, you know, um, because they're just so passionate, they don't care about the money, and so they they're starving, you know. Or maybe um, maybe your passion is determined its worth on like the return of investment you get out of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're not doing it because like it's you're doing it, but it's a struggle, right? Versus like your full time job's paying you like mm-hmm. six figures a year, and you're like, well, I should make this my passion because it's paying me. Right. You know, honestly, I, I think the key to like real passion is, um, is doing something that nobody is telling you to do. And, um, and yet you still do it because you love it, you know? Um, so it could be something that's very unpopular or something that's like not that easy, you know? But yet you still do yeah. it because you love it. You know, it's a passion. Well, that's fun. Isn't so, that, don't you, I feel like that's hard to come to an understanding, though. I, I, I agree with what you're saying, but I feel like it's hard for – I feel like generally that's hard to get to that point. For someone yeah, to I fully think, submit to yeah. the honesty of what they want to do and then not think of anything else except for mm-hmm. really want to do this. Yeah. How about this? I mean, you know, if it's so, you know, we, we both have families, you know, um, and, you know, my passion is like, man, I want to, at the end of the day, I want to, I want to provide for my wife and children, you know, I want to make sure they're taken care of. And so that could be like the subtext, like the underlying thing that motivates me, but yet, well, how do I carry that out in the real world? Well, you know, Hey, I have a, an ability, um, in business, like I know how to, you know, do sales and marketing and, uh, you know, so, Hey, I'm going to carry that out in the real world in, in, you know, by running a business. Right. So, you know, as I'm out there knocking on doors or meeting people and things like that, like, you know, I'm like, yeah, I'm working hard, but yet, Hey, in the, in the background, I'm like, yeah, this is going to help my family. This is going to take care of our needs. And, um, it, it just motivates me to work harder. Now, the the maybe the focus of my day to day is like hey I just I'm a I'm a I'm driven to help people in sales that's my specialty that's what I know how to do really well and so I, I really you know I work hard at it and I and I work hard in a, in a passionate way to help people to understand sales better um, so that's kind of like the focal point but yet there's there's an underlying passion of my family that I really want to that's like my real my real motivation you know. Okay, here's here's a thought. My my opinion on this is okay. There's so many there's so many moving parts to life that you that everyone is involved in. So you have family, you have kids, you have job, cars, houses, vacations. You know, all like all that stuff. Just a ton of different things. You know, like school, whatever. Mm-hmm. And. I, I'm going to say, I think really what passion might be in someone's life is more of the self-reflection of 
satisfaction of the totality of the the everything that encompasses that as a whole which which basically means i'm not just a, a passionate painter and doing what i love but it's also like the meaning behind everything so you're a passionate painter you're doing what you love you also are being able to um you also have you're also really happy with where you're at or where you live and you're really happy with or grateful with um everything not just necessarily the one the best thing in my life is my passion everything's kind of just whatever yeah that's a like, good not point good. like i'm not in good standing with my family and and it bothers me but i'm doing my passion but i feel like i feel like it's more of a addition of everything in a way like i feel like you'll enjoy your passion more if you if you are have kind of everything else satisfactory, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so someone who, well, I guess the, the buzzwords that come to my mind, you know, are like, you know, someone who's well-rounded, someone who's balanced, um, somebody who kind of, um, I guess just, you know, is, is more of a complete picture rather than this fragmented, I'm just so focused on one thing. Um, someone who understands that, um, you know, you have to, you have to sew into everything to really make everything develop. You know, if I neglect my kids, if I neglect my job uh, or anything else, I neglect my hobbies, that things will start to dwindle down a little bit, you know? Yeah. I mean, that might be it. right because you're kind of like a sing singular temple, right? You're a singular temple and just like a building, you have different parts, you know, framework and wood and metal beams and uh, offices. And so buildings have different things like a roof and stuff, windows. Mm -hmm. And so your body is somewhat of the same thing. And I, I, I mentioned temple because it's not so much religious more than it is like uh, just kind of trying to tie the two ideologies together. Mm -hmm. You know, so your body is the same way. And I think a more sound structure is something that you could probably enjoy more things in your life more easily when you feel, and it's not like you have your stuff together. It's not like you own a house or you own a car or you have all that standard stuff that people tend to look at and go, Oh, this person has it together, but more of like mentally in a way. So if, if you can be grateful or, or be satisfied in a lot of parts in your life, mm -hmm. I feel like it's so much easier. Just enjoy everything else that you're doing. Like you're, if you're a painter, which I feel like is the best example to use and you just seem like everything in your life is kind of, this might be hard to achieve. I don't know, but Everything in your life is just where you feel like just really satisfied where everything is right now, How, whatever that might be. Mm -hmm. and enjoy what you do more. Like you can answer yeah, right. passion. Yeah. That's deep. I, I went a little deep there. <laughs> no, no, that, that was, but it hit me. I mean, I got I caught it. Um, like, <clears throat> Yeah, if you're a painter or a musician or anything else, you know, <clears throat> and not that you have to be an artist, but say even if you're a, you know, a construction guy and your passion is building homes or buildings, well, you know, wouldn't you feel a lot more comfortable, you know, um, you know, go out there and, and, and building if, if you knew that, um, you know, you, you start off your day with the wife and kids at the breakfast table you know, enjoying a good meal together, having a nice chat, you know, encouraging them to, to have a good day. And then you go off and then you go and build homes rather than, you know, you're, you're at the home, your wife and kids are there having breakfast. And you're like rushing out early because you got to get to that build site faster. You know, you want to get done faster. And so you can't, you kind of slip out of the house and, and don't spend time with the kids or family, you know? So it's like, well, uh, yeah. th that, that person is in a different state of mind. If you're building now, you're like, Oh man, you know, maybe I should have spent some time with the kids, you know, maybe I should have, you know, uh, not slipped away so quickly, you know, and what's, what's my priority in life, you know, and it's like, 
you feel more distant because you're on that build, you know, day after day, week after week. And when you do that enough times, all of a sudden, it's like, you know, there, there's that relationship is, is being hindered, you know? And, um, yeah, I, I think so, it, ref- I, it'll, it probably would also reflect on, he might absolutely love doing what he does or she loves doing what she does, but that person might, um, end up resenting what they're doing. Yeah, like that could be, you know, they could think, man, you know, why do I spend so many hours in this job? And, you know, I once heard this man, like he was like a, you know, some type of an engineer. Uh, I think he like, he was like in his forties and uh, he was at this job for, you know, over, uh, I was like over 10 years doing this for a long time. And uh, one day he was at work and he was just staring into his computer, working away and he saw his reflection in the in the desktop in the screen, you know. He was, he saw his face there, and he was looking at himself, going like, "What am I doing this for?" You know. <laughs> and yeah. he kind of caught he kind of caught himself like, "Why am I doing this kind of work? And is this even satisfying? I think I should be doing something else." You know, that was his conclusion. Yeah. You know, and it's like, yeah, you know, what are we doing every day? Is it mindless? Are we focused? Is it passionate? You know. Where are we on that spectrum? Maybe we dilute. Maybe we have a weird perception of what passion is. I think perhaps humans like to understand things with singularity solutions. So it's easier to understand that a tornado is, is created purely by really fast winds. Mm-hmm. And probably... Uh, now, okay, by any means, am I not a tornado expert? I have no idea. But I'm just trying to give an example. Like, there's a lot more to it, right? There's certain conditions. You have to have two winds, I think, go against, you know, run into each other at a certain speed. Um, it has to be, like, atmospheric pressure. I mean, there's a ton of different things to it, right? Mm-hmm. But I guess you could probably put it down that you just have to have two wind sources going really fast hitting each other. So it's wind. Mm-hmm. And so you just kind of summarize and go, yep, that's what it is. That's how I comprehend it. It's easy to get. And it's, it's probably the same psychology of you t- people tend to put faces to things. So if you see some abstract thing, if there's mm-hmm. some slight indication of shape of a face, you're probably going to see that because it's a subconscious thing that people do because you look for faces. And mm-hmm. So with that said, I th- uh it might be a longing to find a singularity passion when you're a human being that is not really singular in thought or in life, you know, but it's been branded as your passion is a singular thing. So perhaps what I'm trying to point out is perhaps your passion is actually your lifestyle and the way of life type of thing it's almost mm-hmm. it's almost saying like uh you're not really passionate about painting right you're not really passionate about going to your nine-to-five job or maybe even going to your business you run you probably just don't like it who, who mm-hmm. knows but at, in total you know you like riding bikes you like surfing you like drinking wine you're you like sailing a boat there's a ton of different stuff you do. And so everything as a whole is kind of like you're living a passionate life. Mm-hmm. It's more of just a satisfaction of everything together as an equation rather than just a singularity thing. And that might be why it's really hard to find this elusive passion or thing like that because um, some people have that. And some people just don't because we're searching for a singularity thing and we don't realize like everything in your life can equate to you being a passionate person. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. I mean, um, you know, there's that saying, you know, it says, you know, that some people are a jack of all trades, but a master of none. And it's, it's like, you know, well, some people are so busy doing so many different things, you know, um, you know, it could be everything from, you know, a passionate hobby to a special trade in life, uh, maybe just self-development, like fit, health and fitness, nutrition, things like that. 
we're a master of none though because we're just kind of you know dabbling in so many different things just so that we can say oh yeah i know a little bit of that and i've been around that and 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 you can kind of associate with different people and connect with different people at different levels but then when it comes down to it you're not really an expert in any one of those things and so um, I think a lot of people are happy with that lifestyle because for them, they just want to know that <clears throat> they understand a little bit of everything so they can kind of just feel comfortable in their own skin, comfortable in the, uh, the world they live in uh, and, and, and with the people they're around all the time, you know? Um, and so, and they're, and they're, they're content with that. Whereas maybe some other people are like, you know what? Yeah. I dabbled in all these different things and I found that, I'm really, really good at these things here. And it could be painting, it could be, you know, singing or whatever it is. And so they decide, I think it has to be a decision, a firm decision of like, okay, I'm going to get better at this. I want to learn this more. I want to master this, you know? And then they just carve out more time in their schedule to perfect that, that art form or whatever it is they're doing. It doesn't have to be art. We kind of go to our art because that's a passionate thing. Yeah. It could just be, I want to learn a different language, you know? And I want to become really, really good at Espanol, you know? Yeah, uh, I want to become really good at Italian, you know, Korean, whatever it is. But like, you know, we, we focus and then we kind of go for it, right? Um, and I think what happens to those select people that find that unique passion is that they begin to see that sometimes when you focus on uh, fewer things, that all of life become comes more into focus for you. You know, um, mm -hmm. it's just a different way of approaching life. Like on the one hand, the master, the jack of all trades, master of none says, you know, I want to just learn a little bit of everything of life so I can get a full picture of life, right? So that's their way of approaching it. That, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and then the other person says, you know what? No, I'm going to focus on a few things in life. And as I get really good at those, like all of life will come into focus, right? And I'll just kind of understand everything well, else. That, okay, this, uh, let's touch upon that real quick. So I, I almost think it's quite opposite. So I agree with you, but I, I think the last part when you said, um, you know, you specialize in a few things, then life becomes more uh, apparent. I actually think it's the opposite. Um, like we have this thing with, with sayings, right? People say like master of none, jack of all trades, master of none. And it, that just sticks and it just seems to be like the truth because you hear it so, so much. So I think that's a, a certain type of truth where if you just repeat it enough, it becomes reality becomes like a personal truth to you when in reality it doesn't really mean anything necessarily right uh but what here's the interesting thing i actually believe if you specialize in something you run a risk of being exceptionally closed-minded to anything else except for that one thing you're really good at which isn't a bad thing i'm just trying to point that out now the in between would be you specialize in whatever it is, right? You're an astrophysicist, you specialize in black holes, but you open your mind to be like a lifelong learner and always learning new things. So you don't understand something. Well, let's spend the time to actually learn it because once I learn it, it'll make more sense now. So having an open mind to be like always open to learning beyond what you're doing, you might actually have a better perspective on life. Um, I think a big example that where this is prevalent with specialized practices is um, healthcare with doctors. Do you agree? As far as what specialties go? Yeah, think about it. So I think some of the most, I think not, okay, okay, okay. Not everyone, of course, but I think a lot of specialized doctors are pretty closed-minded because they only specialize in ear and throat or whatever, which I think is a weird combination. Ear, nose, and throat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's kind of a weird combination. Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah, but anyways, you know, they only specialize in that. So therefore, all their opinion is going to be purely based on just that stuff. But everything else kind of is just nullified, you know. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like every specialized doctor is going to say, no, 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 the problem is in the ears and ears and throat. No, 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 the problem's in the the elbow. I specialize in elbows. The problem's in the mm-hmm. foot. Like, but so whatever you're doing, whether you're broad or specialized, I think you actually probably are going to be more in tune with life's perspective if you uh, always become an active learner moving forward, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it definitely begs the question, you know, like um, knowledge or, or understanding, um, you know, is, is incomplete when you, when you think you know it all, you know, if, if I come to a point in life where I say, you know what, I kind of know everything now. I'm okay. I'm good to go. You know, uh, when you get to that point, it's kind of like, well, that's when life starts to, to wane a little bit, I think, because, you know, once you think you know it all, that's where you stop growing. That's where you stop experiencing life. Yeah. Um, and you, you and when I mean? you hit that point, you actually need to understand that if you hit a point where you ever feel like you know everything, you need mm-hmm. to understand that it's a false truth. It actually is telling you of how little you actually know. There you go. Well said, man. I mean, I, you know, you hear a lot of really nice older people say things like, you know, when I was young, you know, I thought I knew it all. And, you know, then I got older and now I realize that I really don't know that much. And they kind of, they kind of admit that, you know, and, and yet they're so happy and they're so, you know, they're so excited about life still because they have that right attitude, you know? Right. It's so intriguing, isn't it? Well, here, okay. Oh, here's a great example. I love this. For the sake of privacy, I won't say some names, but there's this weird, Okay, so there's this weird uh, environment in my family. And what's strange is, so you probably have some similar things too, let me know, where there's, it has to do with like an aging mother, right? She's in her almost almost 90, I think, 80 something, Mm -hmm. okay? And she's taking medication. She's doing all this stuff. And then we got the pandemic. So a lot of, you know, if you're a concerning person, you're going to be concerned about that person. And that grandmother has two daughters, right? And mm-hmm. both daughters are a little, uh, let's just say very eager to uh, offer help. Even when sometimes it's verbalized that, no help is needed here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sometimes right. they over, overdo your thing. And it's a, very, it's a big process. Like these, the sisters are emailing each other all the time. They're, they're calling and checking up with everyone. And, and, you know, cousin has high blood pressure and everyone's just in their business. They're all trying to help everyone at the same time. And it, lines can be crossed. And to me, it just seems like, my God, like, do you really have to spend all day emailing about updates? And it's, it seems outrageous a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. But what's actually quite interesting about this whole thing is, so when the one of the daughters, let's just put it that way, mm-hmm. okay, she they have a place in Texas. Now they go out to that place. And when they're in that place, their attitude and perspective changes. So it almost seems like they become a more like complete passionate person out there. Mm -hmm. When they come back, it turns into just instantly clicks and they turn back into this concerning thing. They're emailing updates about people's health and they're this and there's that. And there's like, everything it's just like a whirlwind mm-hmm. so then and, why do you think yeah go ahead well exactly so it's like i think the point to this is one area is completely discombobulated mm-hmm. and it creates just like turmoil mm-hmm. but then there's another 
environment that does the complete opposite. So is it really the person or is it really the environment you're in? Which basically means if you're doing a lot of different things and people are saying, well, you're a master of none, you're a jack of all trades. Is that really true to you? Or do you feel like you have enough knowledge to help a lot of different people in different situations? Mm -hmm. Or are you putting yourself in a situation where you feel, man, I am worthless. I need to like specialize. So it's the same kind of thing. Um, Mm -hmm. She comes to California and she feels like everyone needs her. Mm-hmm. Then when she goes to Texas, it goes away, and then she feels just more satisfied in life. Yeah, you see my point. I know that was a little kind of stretched, but but no, that's that's cool because you know um, I, I could I could kind of piggyback on that because if you look at the pandemic that we're in, it's very it speaks to what you're saying. It's almost like before the pandemic, you know, people are stir crazy running around, you know, with their iPhones, trying to keep up with everything, you know, uh, social media, their jobs, you know, their kids or families. And it's like, you know, they're, they're trying to do all these things. And yet there's not a sense of um, presence, like their, their own, their own, almost like a, um, a, uh, a presence of mind, you know, there's that term being mindful or mindfulness. Their, their mindfulness is almost gone and they're just running around, you know, and now for fast forward, you know, into the pandemic now uh, where it, it took a little while for, I think that transition, cause just being, you know, sheltering in place, it, 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 it did have its own uh, uh, kind of, um, ripple effects of you know well maybe this isn't the way i should live this is wrong and and there's a little bit of you know um bitterness and anger that comes up and but you know once you start to really settle and shelter you know you're like you know it's it's another uh state of mind of being more mindful you know i i have time with the family i i I'm, i'm happy that i do now um you know, my friend just celebrated his 40th birthday yesterday and his comment was, well, I wasn't sure how it was going to be sheltering in place. But now that I did, I'm really grateful because I was able to celebrate my birthday with my family home all day, you know, you, and you probably are closer to your, you probably are closing closer to like a purpose or passion in your life. If a great way, that'd be a great way to figure it out. What you just said, like if you mm-hmm. can go to a friend's birthday and a hundred percent be there mentally active not not you know you can you never don't have worries so but if you can do your try your best to subdue those things for the time being and fully engulf yourself on where you're at currently you know enjoying that birthday party or whatever it's kind of like just deal with what's going on right now and don't worry about what might happen tomorrow or what's already happened. You, it might help you become more aware to kind of become focused on, on realizing self-awareness of how you were. Or, my God, I was worried about something that I shouldn't even worry about. Like, mm. even, if it's, even if it is something worry, worrisome, it's still there. Yeah, it's, it's a gut check, you know. It's a reality check, and it makes us feel like, I, I would say, you know, we, you know, just, just feeling more human. The fact that, you know, when I get together now with people, I'm more, I'm more emotionally present, you know, I could connect yeah. better. I could, I could laugh more. I could smile more. Right. You know, my favorite, favorite thing about, um, one of my favorite things about like a, a, as, a, as a life statement, I guess, or whatever. It's one of my favorite things. Okay. I love witnessing people who dedicate so much time and so much brain power and energy on trying to like live for someone else, like help other people, right? So 
Mm. They're doing such extreme things for one person, like for their mother, right? Got to take care of my mom. Got to take care of my mom. Got to take care of my mom. Then someone else comes, got to take care of that person. Got to take care of that person, right? They're so concerned about that, making sure mm-hmm. they take whatever you apply that to a lot of different situations, right? So there's that. But then the instance they get out of that situation, whether they travel or they go somewhere or anything like that, they don't worry about it anymore. And guess what? Nothing changes. All the effort, all the energy, all the time they put into something and then they just like go somewhere else for a week or two and they don't get involved um, with anything or whatever the situation is. When they come back, it's still the same. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. like their efforts are doing has nothing to do, has no effect on anything. Because when you stop doing it, like let's say, great example is you take your medication, you take your medication, like if you have a mother and, or something like that, right? It's just an example I kind of have in my life right now. Um, mm-hmm. When you leave and that person's reliant on themselves more so, and then you come back, depending on the situation, but my point is like, it's still the same situation. Like nothing's, this might be a bad example, but nothing's changed. So it's almost like generally in life, there's things that you just have no control over, but you can perceptively deceive yourself that you do. And for some reason, there's certain times in your life where you can uh, write it off and go, okay, well, I'm not going to, I'm going to be gone for a week. So I'm not going to be able to be responsible for this stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you leave, and then for some reason, you just have a great time. You don't worry about it. Everyone just lives their life and do what they're supposed to do. And then when you come back, you just instantly click again back into that sporadic behavior. But mm-hmm. what they're not seeing is everyone's taking care of themselves. Mm-hmm. No one, there's no, there's no problem. It's, do you, you mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? It's uh, some sort of habit or perceived dis- deception or something like that but yeah you're spending so much time and effort on something that doesn't really need your time or effort imagine if you yeah. put such obsessive effort into something that you feel that you know could actually make a difference like into your work into family into yeah. maybe if you're single into gym time i don't know <laughs> i don't know yeah that's very, very cool. I mean, if you think about it, that's very enlightening in a lot of ways because, you know, um, everybody is an individual and um, all of us have our own lives to live. And I think the key is to just live that life to the fullest, you know, and but then some of us get it wrong and we think, no, I, my life is, you know, is somebody else's life. If I help that person, that's my life, you know. And, and even though there's times in life where we have to do that, you know, with, um, aging parents or relatives that need, they need help. Oh yeah. But then, but then, you know, when, like you said, when you're off on your vacation away from that moment, we should really be focused on ourselves and the people around us, you know, and just living our lives to the fullest, you know, whatever that means, you know, Um, I I said this before in one of the other podcasts, like, Imagine if you were just instantly teleported to planet, the planet Mars. I sound like mm-hmm. an old person saying that, planet Mars. Imagine if you're just teleported to Mars. You just, now you live there. You're right. the only person. There. Every, all your earthly problems may still exist on Earth, but they don't follow you. Like, like you think a debt collector is going to come to Mars to try to collect you for your debt? You just, or you just basically vanish. Uh-huh. No one, none of that remotely matters anymore absolutely yeah none of that matters anymore and it's the same thing think about this way what if all of a sudden you were arrested and put in federal prison for the rest of your life the life you had no longer exists right yeah like all your worries you would be basically it would be 
meaningless to be worried about things. I don't want to say it's too absolute, but I mean, in a, in a certain extent, it almost be meaning, meaningless to worry or be concerned about things outside of your wall because you aren't there. You really mm-hmm. should just be concerned about what's inside, what's happening at the moment, mm-hmm. the environment you're mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. So that's the same thing. People get people can lose track of who they are or what their life's about or what they want their life to be about because they get so entwined into all these facets of life that you know you get inv- too involved in other people's business. You get stuck in there. You get too involved with feeling like you have to be take care of everyone or you get involved with, um, I have to work so much. I have to do this. You know, no one's forced. You don't necessarily have to, unless you want to mm-hmm. live in that big house. Then yeah, you got to work like 15 hours a day for sure. But right. <laughs> no one's forcing you to do any of this. No one's forcing you to take care of anyone. I mean, mm-hmm. in your life you'll have these moments, but imagine if you just feel overwhelmed. You've got so much going on. You feel so responsible. Then all of a sudden you, go to prison. You're probably going to feel pretty uh, stressed out, I guess, pretty uh, unfortunate that you're in prison, right? But you don't have all that responsibility anymore. That's my mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, in the blink of an eye, life could change, you know, uh, from what's that movie, Wolf to the Wolf of Wall Street, or uh, I don't know, but kind of like, or or think of that one with, uh, you know, Will Smith when he was, he was homeless. And then, you know, he, he went on to become a a very successful financial advisor, you know, and um, your life could change overnight in the blink of an eye. I mean, it just depends on where you're at and what you're doing. Um, And uh, from day to day, you know, like, you know, yesterday was different than today. And, and tomorrow's gonna be different than today as well too and um it's like i think there's an air of humility that we all should carry you know Uh, a humility of like yeah i i'm at the mercy of you know more than just my willpower and my own my own logic and my own thinking like i can't think my way out of situations all the time or think my way into situations either yeah i have to be humble to think that like there's more of life than just my own abilities, you know? And um, so that means, you know, taking people seriously because, you know, we're, we live in a context of other people, uh, family members, friends and neighbors, as well as coworkers and things like that. Um, yeah. We live in a context, you know, we, we live in a world of economics, you know, where, you know, a lot of finances drive things as well too. Um, but also, um, I think even from a kind of a higher level thinking of like, you know, metaphysics and kind of spirituality, you know, um, I, I live in the context of, uh, you know, the way that I see it of a creation that was created by a creator. And so things are designed a certain way, you know? Um, and so, you know, kind of living in that mindset of, yeah, do I honor my creator every day? Do I live in a way that um, is, is uh, God, I call it, you know, I call my creator God, you know, God fearing. Do I, or do I just do whatever I want, however I want, you know, and with no, no regards to, um, you know, um, morals or ethics or anything like that, you know? Yeah. And um, and I think if we live in that right mindset in humility and in context of the world and life that we live, um, there there's a greater chance of living a fulfilled life and um, and and a life that honors people, you know. And and when the time comes that oh I have to take care of my aunt or uncle or my mom or dad, that we are there because not because we're that worry wart. But because we really, you know, we're, we've prepared ourselves to be there because we we already have become that kind of a person to help in time of need, by by simply by nature of how we've been living for all of our lives, you know, and so we go, we help out, we take care of others, we do what's right, and um, and 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 that gets taken care of too, you know. Um, so I don't know. I I, I guess all, all I'm saying is. Um, 
is that you know life is not a patchwork of doing so many different things and trying to get the most done but it's more of an internal thing you know it's like where are we internally am i becoming a you know um am i becoming the right kind of person every day you know um uh am i becoming the kind of person that who knows maybe i would like to be a friend with or uh, an associate with you know it's it's almost like you have to be selfish to really find your purpose in a way like yeah you gotta stop comparing yourself to others and and thinking what is right for in helping other people is a great thing you know but i think first it'll be so much more enjoyable to help other people when you just be selfish and focus on yourself and go man this is right for me this is what this is what i want to do well, this is what I need to be doing or going or living or whatever it might be. But when I, I think that's, but I think that's a really hard thing to figure out, you know, certain things in your life are forced. So if you are forced to go to college, you kind of are forced to figure out what you want to do. You know, you kind of don't really have a choice because graduate high school and your parents are like, Hey, you're going to college. And you're like, Oh my God. All right. I guess I want to do finance sounds fun <laughs> you know that happens mm-hmm. all the time so you kind of just have to jump into something and figure it out but you know take some time and just stop and go okay let's get real what do i really want to do and just <laughs> really want to play guitar okay. yeah what what can i do right now to like get that going well you know what i could play two hours a day there's an open mic every Wednesday. I can go play at open mic and we'll start, we'll just start mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it doesn't have to be a grand scheme of things, but a little progression towards something could help get you in the right path. But, but it's, it's a maze. There's no formula to life. It's just basically what you decide to ultimately do for yourself. Right. Uh, Cause if there was some guide to life, then it would be foolproof. You'd be like, follow this and you're going to end up being the happiest person and most successful and this and that in life. And that none of that exists. I mean, there's attempts and self-help books and that sort of thing, but everyone's so different. Everyone's born different. They have different names. They have, they're born in different areas. It just doesn't work. Different interactions, you know, I mean, twins born at the same time have different life experiences. Mm-hmm. Even identical to, I mean, how, how much closely can you get to nearly the same person and they have different lifestyles, different personalities. Right. See, so it, it never can be duplicated. Um, yeah, totally. I, I think that's the reason why we are meant to live our own lives and just live it well, because, you know, um, we, we, we don't have, I mean, it's not that, that like, you know, if I'm a twin or, an older brother or whatever to somebody else. It's like, it doesn't make me their ruler. It doesn't make me their, you know, superior or inferior. Yeah. It just, it, it, we're all equal in the sense that like all of us have our unique lives to live. And I think what yeah. happens sometimes people get caught up in, in trying to, um, you know, be better than other people and think that like, well, well, if I just do this, then I'll be better than that person. And, you know, then they'll have to respect me and give me all kinds of accolades. Oh, right, or right, right. I, you know, if I just help this person, then, you know, you know, maybe some other thing, you know, but like, if we just focus on like, like you said earlier, you know, what, like, you know, what motivates me? What drives me? Well, like, I like, I just want to play the guitar, you know, I mean, then, then yeah, let's just, let's just focus on that. You know, it's, it's not a bad thing. You know, you're not committing crime you're, you're doing something that, that, that develops yourself and it's a passion. So yeah, Yeah. let's just, let's just, let's just flesh that out. Oh, right. And And the best um, part about it, the best part about it is it doesn't matter how successful you get. It doesn't matter how, um, but none of it matters because no one cares. (laughs) No one, no one's going to (laughs) care. Hey guys, look, I got got this new car. What do you think? They're going to go cool, bro. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Yeah, the only thing they're going to care is if you say, hey, I bought a car for you. Here you go. And I go, oh, sweet. No one cares. No one's like looking at you and going, maybe your parents sometimes, but no one's looking at you going like, um, 
hmm, are you sure that was a good idea? Like, you know, no one really, no one cares, man. No one cares. I hate to say it sounds so cynical, but like no one cares about you really. So you might as well just do what you want to do, you know? Yeah. Ultimately it's kind of like that, you know, it's like, I guess, you know, what, what, I guess the question that I have, you know, that's kind of just out there for the audience as well is like, you know, what are our real trophies in life? You know, like what, what do we value so greatly that we're like, yeah, you know, this, you know, when I get this, this means that I made it, you know, what is that trophy? What is that? What is that shining thing that like stands out that we can just be so proud of at the end of the day or whatever it is like, you know, that people will look at and go, yeah, you know what, is, is it the Nobel peace prize? You know, is it the, you know, Pulitzer prize, you know, is what, what is it for, uh, for us in life that we're trying, we're chasing after, or, or that we're striving towards that when we get it, we can go, hey, look, I have this now. And people will just, you know, give us that, that awe and that clap of adoration. You know, what is it? And, like, I think you're right. In a lot of ways, there's really no one, you know, except our parents and maybe close friends that are really watching, you know. And it's like, they're not, they're not going, like, did Daniel get that discovery yet, you know? Um, you know, what, you know... Um, did, and I did, like, did, I, like oh, I really hope he paid his rent this month. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> right. I know. I mean, and for us, it's like that. We have our, we have our successes that we have to just achieve on a regular basis. You know, yeah. did I feed my kids breakfast? You know, it's like, well, that's, that's like what we would, like, I would think, Oh, did I pay my rent this month? Okay. Cool. Yeah. My friend yeah. would go, Oh man, I really hope Daniel paid his rent this month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But even in the grand scheme of things too, you know, it's like, you know, some people write books, you know, and it's like that they put a lot of energy and effort into writing a novel. And, but then it's like, you know, um, what, what, what's everyone, what's everyone else looking at? Do they go, wow. Like, yeah, that person wrote a book. Um, you know, what's everyone's opinion on that? Um, you right. Know, you, know what, and you know what, you know, it's sad, but really you're going to have more friends that will be interested in your book just because the first thing they're going to think is, Oh man, my friend's going to get bloody rich. We're going to have ama amazing parties. I'm going to, I'm going to be friends with a celebrity. That's going to look so good on my resume. <laughs> on my resume. Right. Yeah. It's, it's good. I, I think so. I mean, you know, uh, success by association and all that good yeah, stuff. Totally. I, I, know. I think, I think that's the underlining factor. Right? right. Right. And then probably your friendship may have a higher risk of ending on bad terms because the successful author is going to realize, man, this friend is just smooching off me. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I, I guess so. I, I think that's why it boils down to the basics again. Like, you know, of of just living kind of like a life uh, of purity like you know i'm gonna live a life simply because um i've been given a life and it's my life to live and i'm gonna live it to the best way as possible you know and um um and i think if we have that right perspective when we're around friends and acquaintances that we'll say i'm not gonna you know, like disregard this person or, or befriend this person by you know, because of their finances or because of anything that they've achieved in life. I'm going to become a friend with this person because of who he or she is, you know, just a, another human being born in this world that, you know, obviously is, is trying their best to live a good life as well too. And so, you know, we, we it takes on a different level of relationship and, um, and all of a sudden now our perspective on life isn't so much based off of achievements, but it's based off of essence, you know, like somebody else is just another human being, you know, no yeah. better than me, no less than me, uh, equals, you know? Yeah, for sure. I gotta, that was I a lot. I got to mention this one last thing I got. From yeah. You. Um, Oh, dang it. I think I lost it. Let me think. There's, oh, damn, it was so good. No, it slipped. If I think about it, I'll just, uh, I'll email it to you. Sounds good. I think, I think for me, the key to today's discussion is like, you know, how do we become passionate people? You know, whether we are a, you know, a successful entrepreneur 
or where we are, you know, not, you know, whether we are a homemaker, which is, you know, sometimes, you know, uh, a, a greater job description than someone running a company, uh, or whether we're, you know, someone who's looking for work, wh whether we're someone who's suffering that uh, doesn't have it all figured out. Maybe we, we are that uh, aging parent that's, that's hurting in, a, in, a, in a, a convalescent home somewhere or something like that. Um, you know, who, whoever we are, how do we still maintain a passion for living? Because my, my bottom line, you know, answer is if we're living in this world, whether we're two or 92, that we're still in this world and we still have a life. And if we have a life, then how are we living it? And how can we live it with passion every day? You know, and I think it, it, we have to draw from a deeper source than trying to keep up with the Joneses, trying to measure up, trying to achieve and be successful. You know, there's got to be a deeper source. And um, yeah, I think, you know, I refer to God and, and I think there has to be some level of respect for humanity for creation and the order of life you know and and just the and just the um just the ways of living and so um and there's got to be a reverence for our, our creator and um you know um and i know that might be a touchy subject for people um but i i really think that that is what it comes down to and if we have a respect for our creator will respect his creation, you know, and not step all over it, but take care of it. Yeah. And that includes, that includes our own lives, our, our, you know, uh, family, friends, lives, and, and just the actual creation itself, the material world that we live in. There'll be a greater um, sense of care for uh, over, uh, over, or what's that called? Caretaking kind of mentality of, of taking care of it all. Yeah. That wow. was pretty deep, man. But I mean, uh, was that was that too much, or was that was that just enough to like at least get the conversation still going? No, that was that was great. No, thanks for sharing. All right. Yeah, that was perfect. Now I think, I think you're. I think you got a solid foundation below you. You know, yeah. it seems like you're. You're not wearing far from your truth. It's, you um, seem to have a really good understanding of your life and where you're at and stuff. And I think, I think that's, I think that's a good thing to have. And also here's a tip. Mm -hmm. You're probably going to connect with more people if you be real with them instead of bragging, because I got to tell you one thing that I know for sure that is a personal truth to me is, um, when you meet someone and the first thing they start talking about is my business makes this much per year. We just did a deal about that. We have this, we do this. My name's Joe. I'm a CEO. My gosh. Do I just want to like go shoot myself? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. I'd rather, yeah. I'd rather meet someone who I feel is just none of that matters. It's just kind of, they're just a genuine person. They're a good person. Um, they're being real and, you know, you portray yourself that way too, that like you're just a real genuine upfront person. So I appreciate I, that. Yeah. I appreciate the honesty of just putting that forward. Yeah. It's, it's definitely something that I've been working on. Cause like, you know, um, I, I, my, my background is, you know, one of those guys that like tries to achieve, like I've taken a personality test and one of my high, high points was being an achiever. And so that means like, Oh, I have a college degree. You know, I have, you know, a lot of work experience, professional work experience now. Uh, you know, I, you know, like yourself, I started a company and, you know, all these different things. So sometimes I, I think that's, that's what life's all about. So when I meet people, I talk about that. Oh yeah, I have a company and I'm that guy, you know, oh yeah, we did this, we did that. But then when you look at it, you're like, well, you know what, does that really have to be the topic of conversation in every conversation you get into? And the answer is no. I mean, I could just be like, hey, you know, I, you know, me and my family went to the park today. We had a great picnic. What you, would you guys do, you know? And it's not about like being that, like you said, being that CEO. It's, it's more about being 
I don't know, a, a dad or a husband or, or maybe not even that, maybe just being someone who woke up with a big headache and I'm like, uh, I'm tired. I don't know. How about you? You know, it's like, yeah, you know, there's, there's just so many ways, like you said, being real, like that is such a good word. I, I think real reality or being real is, is very, very important. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a good place to end it. I mean, I think we have encapsulated, is that a word? I don't know. I feel like we encapsulated like <laughs> the meaning of life in 45 minutes or however long it was. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I think, is there any last thoughts, uh, Daniel, on your end as far as like, oh, did you, were you able to remember what you were going to um, share or email me? Yeah, that's what it was. It was the uh, basically don't be a D, don't be a DB, a D bag, and uh, just be real with people. That, that was it. Right on, man. That sounds good. All right, friends. Well, you know, we, we, we apologize for skipping a week of uh, Peppers and Flowers for those of you that tune in on a regular basis. We are caught up again now, and here we are back um, on air. And so may this encourage you guys today. Friends, that's the wrap. Thank you for joining us today at Peppers and Flowers. We look forward to joining you again next Saturday. Daniel and James signing off.